This episode was very dead to me. This was 100% filler content. Welcome to L Squared, a podcast with fresh Love Island content. This drama is in no particular order. Carrington chose Mercedes for the date. Laurel deserved to be first choice. Mercedes was being a mean girl. Moira's date with Aaron was dry. Caleb has become the Casa Amor therapist. As he should be. His schedule is booked with appointments. He has no time to look at new booties. Justine only. He must occupy his mind until their reunion. Cher let Calvin kiss her. Calvin spoke Portuguese to Cher. Johnny is suddenly very committed to Sally. Sally has the best energy in the villa. Connor is still sprung on Mackenzie. Mackenzie is still undecided about whether or not to choose Jalen. Kirsten still has Carrington's name in her mouth. Justine used her power to further influence Caleb's commitment to her. This is a review of episode 17 of Love Island USA season two. Let's get into it. So the episode starts and Laurel is bothered about not being chosen. Who wouldn't be? Her and Carrington clearly have the better connection. She is so classy and was very graceful when Mercedes was being mean to her. We got a scene of Caleb encouraging Laurel to get reassurance and answers from Carrington as soon as Carrington gets back from his date with Mercedes. Yes, we love a man who encourages women to have self-respect. Laurel really needed that because that was a blow to her ego being chosen over or feeling second to someone else. Caleb also suggested Carrington give Kirsten another chance, but we know Carrington was not feeling that. He was so busy being wishy-washy, saying, mm, I'm open, I'm open, whatever. He's definitely taken over the alpha role. Caleb, that is. He's given a lot of advice, so that shows his authority among the guys, and he's very comfortable in his position and his relationship and is settled on Justine, which is awesome for Jaleb. He also confirmed that he wants to give things a shot with Justine in the conversation with the guys. He's a loyal guy, and the information we received from a tip from um, one of his personal friends is proving to be true. Caleb is a nice guy and we're so glad Justine pulled him under her influence. (laughs) So it's really good that he's not going to damage his opportunity with Justine by fooling around with girls he's not actually interested in outside of games. And I just loved that he was looking at Johnny directly in his eyes the entire time he was communicating this. Just letting that disgust You know, pushing that shame out. Yeah, yeah, let him know what behavior will be tolerated in the villa, Alpha Caleb. So Johnny feels Caleb's disgust and is rightly ashamed. He should be more ashamed. His behavior was deplorable and we didn't even see everything. He didn't even defend Sully's name, ugh. He's getting nervous about how Sully is going to receive the news about his bad behavior. I mean, we know Johnny's going to water it down like as much as possible. He's going to water it down to a drop. That's why we need somebody to snitch on him because Sully needs to know. 
But honestly, if I were Johnny, I would be nervous too. I would think my relationship is over. <laughs> like he killed it just for a 30 second good time. Johnny really messed up and he didn't need to wild out to know his connection with Sully was strong. He was communicating to all the guys and even Mercedes that he's feeling Sully a lot more, but he still did what he did. So it was just like, you knew the fire was going to burn your house down and that you wouldn't have a place to live once your house was burned down, but you burned it down on purpose anyway. You watched your house burn. Why? Why? But he did what he did, knowing it would hurt Sally's feelings and damage their relationship. So he built a new house and he's about to live in it as soon as he gets back to the main villa. So all of his hopes that he's talking about in the confessional, that's just for the wind. On to Connor, who is a good man. He's staying loyal to Mackenzie. It's a shame she didn't respect him. Although Connor lied during their relationship, he was serious about building and making improvements to their foundation. That's hard to find. They were matching each other's energy. So they were constructing something that could have been long-term. And right now, he's just worried that Kenzie will twist to someone else. But Carrington nicely offers some consolation, saying that if Mackenzie was very concerned about America's impression of her, that she would more likely stick with Connor just to save face. But it, I, I don't know. We don't know what Mackenzie's going to do. <laughs> it seems like she's going to choose Jalen, though. I mean, I feel bad for Connor because he says he's going to be hurt if Mackenzie chooses someone else. And I just admire how much he's trusting in their relationship. And I think this is going to be a good growing moment for Connor. Carrington was not into the date with Mercedes. <laughs> Did production put him up to that? Because he just seemed disinterested. Like... <laughs> Maybe he, he was just enjoying the attention. We know he loves attention, but he was really just fooling around with that girl. He was stringing her along. He loves being a ladies' man in control, and he's giving strong bachelor for life vibes. And honestly, he's, I don't think Carrington is disingenuous, but he was definitely stringing Mercedes along. And that kind of came across to me like he was being a pretender because he's more into Laurel, clearly clearly in Carrington's words clearly he has a deeper connection with Laurel so please stop stringing Mercedes along to get extra attention Ugh, men sometimes Now Mercedes, her on-screen character seems so negative at this point. It's like she's forcing people to give her attention and or like her. And I understand the girl really wants to get on the show. I think she's wanted to be famous for a long time. This is the biggest platform she's been on. She has lots of TikTok followers, videos and likes. She's had a YouTube channel for several years. She has lots of Instagram pictures. Like, I don't blame her for putting forth her best effort to get into the villa. She's given us a lot of drama. She's risen a lot of emotions out of us, given us lots to talk about. But at this point, it just seems like she's been used up. Johnny's dismissed her, and it just seems like Carrington is fooling around with her or just sucking her dry for attention. He, I mean... I feel for her. She's still putting forth good effort trying to say, hey, take me seriously. I'm a viable option. 
But I don't think it's getting anywhere. I think she was just their bachelor party fantasy. And it's it's really sad to see. So one thing I didn't like that Mercedes did was she rubbed her date in Laurel's face. That was really yucky. And it came across as just her being an outright mean girl. It was unnecessary. She says, he came on to me. We shared a kiss in the bathroom. Like, Laurel didn't need to hear that. <laughs> it was hard to hear, just as Laurel said. And Mercedes knew that. I, I interpreted that entire scene in the dressing room as Mercedes trying to intimidate Laurel and get her away from Carrington. So I didn't like that dirty tactic. And it just made me think, okay, honey, face it. Laurel is still winning. <laughs> Um, and then Mercedes' last conversation shown with Carrington was on the swing, and the girl has fully transitioned into a beg in this scene. Like she went from party girl to beg on TV, and it's sad. And I hate to think that she humiliated herself on TV because people were dragging her on Twitter for having her scenes kissing Johnny, you know, just dragging her name through the dirt. And it doesn't seem like she's going to make it into the villa. So it seems like it'll all have been for nothing. I want her in the villa for drama because I know she will tattle on Johnny. But girl, it's not looking good for you. Mm. I know if Mercedes gets in there, though, she'll give us the blowout we need. The one we're looking for that can compare to Love Island season five in the UK version. Like, that's what we want to see. Johnny needs to pay for what he's done to Sally. All that disrespect, Mercedes will bring it. She will bring that justice we're looking for. Now on to Aaron. He seemed sweet on his date with Moira. Both of the dates were just complete fillers. The producers knew we didn't want to see that. They just came up with that because they needed to waste the screen time until the reunion to save that action for the two-hour time slot on Sunday. But... This day, Aaron and Moira fed each other strawberries on a couch, and he said he loved Moira's personality, which was nice, and then they kissed at the end of their date. Done. Moira is catching feelings for Aaron, thank goodness, because Calvin needs to be old news for her. He'll bring someone back from Casa Moira as a friend if it stops him from being with Moira. She loves Aaron, um, she loves that Aaron is a cake decorator, and that's just because <laughs> she makes ugly cakes. <laughs> Very relatable. So she thinks that they can make beautiful baked goods together, which is nice. Um, she's thinking of them long term. No Calvin, just Aaron now. She likes Aaron, but seems confused about her emotions because she's been moving quickly between relationships. So this is a sign that Moira um, quickly gets deeply inve emotionally invested in her relationship. So... That's one good sign that she's being authentic, but it's also like a red flag for us as the viewers because we've been begging her to move on for so long and I, I just don't want her to get tripped up on these feelings and overthinking it. It's like, girl, you're just getting to know the guy. Just keep getting to know him. Don't think about how you need healing time from these relationships. This is Love Island, okay? Turn on your, your robot switch right now. Just be a love bug. So Cher danced the bachata, bachata, bachata with Calvin and she enjoyed how the white boy with freckles moves. <music> 
Calvin is loving Cher's Dominican heritage and he is so nervous around her. <laughs> maybe it's her voice. <laughs> or maybe she sees right through him and knows she'll call him out for his jorts. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll understand that joke. <laughs> Sally was super excited about Moira and Aaron's date. She claimed Moira wouldn't stop, couldn't stop smiling. And we love how genuinely happy and giving Sally is. She's really trying to get the best out of every single moment, which is so awesome and appreciable on screen. I hope that's a word, appreciable. So her moment with Justine throwing holy water onto the boys' clothes so they'll come back single. So fun. Jelly, jelly, jelly. Best friend goals. This is the assessment I never knew I needed. Whew. Justine has real girl talk with Sally. Her bubble guts are going. And she asks Sally about Johnny's return. And Sally won't tolerate Johnny returning because someone else was taken or if he kissed someone outside of a challenge and she set that kissing standard because she didn't need to take things to that level to get to know somebody else like of course she was attracted to the other guys at Casa more but she didn't need to get on a physical level with them in order to know that she was still all in with Johnny and she remembers that Johnny said he was all in on his relationship with Sally so that confirms he is in deep trouble <laughs> while Caleb is golden. So Justine sends her power forth to protect her genuine connection with Caleb. I mean, she was already working on him, but she just put some extra energy forth and just used some of Selly's force to do that. Like, J-Love is just stronger than ever. Johnny, however, mm, he ruined Jelly. Like, he, he just ruined it. Jelly is now Justine and Selly. Mackenzie is still confused about how she was the bad guy in her and Connor's previous relationship. Okay, as the fans, we know Mackenzie was very manipulative toward Connor, but we also know Connor was a liar. Like, they were toxic together. I, I just feel like I have to keep saying that because this is like a drawn-out storyline on the show. Um, so, Kenzie is still claiming that he put her on an emotional roller coaster. They were riding the ride together. So... Um, she has a point with that, saying that they were official twice and, you know, he took it back twice. That's true. Both parties are guilty and she's right to feel a bit offended that people aren't recognizing Connor's role in it because it's not fair. Um, she says it's clear to her that Jalen suits her better and she was babying Connor out of her own personal compulsion. Like she feels whenever someone needs to be taken care of that she needs to do the taking care. She needs to care for them. So this is kind of um, more evidence to our idea that Mackenzie didn't respect Connor like she needed to. She saw him as someone she needed to take care of instead of a partner to be with. But then again, if she was supposed to be taking care of him, I don't I don't think she was doing a great job of that because he didn't seem to be very happy with her either. Um, I mean, I'm sure they had some good moments, but because it's TV, we saw more of the bad than the good. I mean, he has a positive opinion of her and he's looking to stay loyal to her. But I just think her perception of Connor is very negative and that's not fair to him while his perception of Mackenzie is positive. 
I hope, I hope that's not Stockholm syndrome. I feel there's a Stockholm joke in there somewhere. Okay, so Jalen shared that he doesn't want to get too serious too fast with Mackenzie because that's the one of the mistakes she made with Connor. And Mackenzie has admitted to Jalen that this was a mistake that she made in her previous relationship. Yet she's hurt that Jalen doesn't want to do that with her. Like it came across to her as, um. Jalen's keeping his options open, which is true. Like, that's what he communicated. He's saying that they're still in the get to know you phase. And he just wants to keep that, like, let that run its, run its course. Like, let's keep going at that pace. You know, we don't need to jump in a Ferrari. We're still walking on the sidewalk (laughs) is basically like what Jalen is saying. So it doesn't really make any sense to me that Mackenzie took offense to that because, she already said she doesn't want to get too serious too fast, but when Jalen says it, she says that she doesn't like the way he said it to her, but she re- he really just agreed with her. So I just think Mackenzie doesn't want someone who doesn't have both their eyes on her. Like I think it makes her feel rejected or unwanted, and, and that raises a red flag with her because we know how she gets when her feelings are hurt or when she feels rejected. She wants to pull that person in a bit more and then she starts like her manipulation tactics so this isn't really looking good (laughs) for Jalen and Mackenzie um yeah so this is also kind of like a repeat of the Connor Mackenzie situation because pace and communication were both big issues with them like they got really really serious really really fast they'd only known each other for a couple weeks but they were like very intense and then their communication was bad for reasons we've talked about on this show already so I don't think Jalen is like I don't think Jalen is gonna be like Connor and he doesn't want to be in a relationship like the one Connor was in like I just don't think he has a personality for it he's way too direct like this is a bad boy we're dealing with so he's not gonna take any mess so if Kenzie's not gonna be a thug then she might as well not tango with him Now, how did Pat get a scene? <laughs> I wanted to see him with Justine, but he turned into a wallflower during Casa Amor. We hardly saw any scenes of Pat, or when we did see him, it was just during a game. So suddenly we see him shooting his shot with Kirsten, and that was a sad miss. Kirsten is still stuck on Carrington. <laughs> I wish that girl would relax more and just go with the flow. She really feels like she's in a hard position. It seems simple to us. It seems simple to me. Carrington is moving, Kirsten. Move on, too. (laughs) Please. Now it's time to mention our tweets. At BeefHands says... Johnny's sweating about he's going to explain his wholeness to Sally. <laughs> and there's a picture of the puppet gift with the eyes moving back and forth. And it has on Johnny's lavender do-rag. <laughs> Not the do-rag. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what Johnny expected. Like I said, his hopes are for the win. At Lucky Duck J says, all I care about is Caleb and Justine sticking together. Absolutely. So this is a popular opinion right here. 
At Adrian Amore says, hello. Can't we just skip to the recoupling? And it's Judge Judy banging on the judge's table and hitting her watch. Yeah, that was, this episode, it just seemed like a big waste of an hour. Like all of those ads, <laughs> just to wait all through Saturday, get all through Sunday and finally get our reunion. So someone else says, Cher is a cool girl as long as she doesn't go for Caleb. <laughs> yeah, glad she moved on. Cause I want her in the villa, just not with our guy. Not with our alpha, our king. Good morning to the royal family only. And it's Sally, Justine, and Caleb. Amazing. Oh, someone says, oh, at Tania Jackson 13 says, Laurel when Toyota told her um, she and Carrington kissed. And it's Ariana Grande holding a gun. <laughs> yeah, Laurel didn't take well to that, but I think to in the conversation she accepted it with a lot of grace so someone else says they are not showing us justine because the rest of her content is going to reveal her decision i'm not worried bring it on i can't wait yeah yeah definitely i think the fact that they're not showing a lot of scenes of caleb and justine and casa more just shows that there's no drama going on with them like there's nothing to talk about there no storyline to build on because it's obvious what they're gonna do um, Connor walking back into the villa and there's a dog holding a teddy bag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor, he's so loyal and sweet. <laughs> and I think he just needs a different girl from Mackenzie at this point. Like I said that they were a match when they were together. And I think for Love Island, they were, and they had potential to grow. But at this point, if Mackenzie's gonna move on and they shouldn't be that on and again, off again couple. Like they shouldn't recouple ever. Like that, that was it for them to give it a try. Someone else says, best friend goals. And it's the scene of Sully and Justine throwing holy water onto the guy's clothes. Yeah, I love that, I love that. I would love something like that in my life. Someone else says, oh, at Casa Amorho says, Twitter ready to go to war for Justine and Sully at any moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Whatever goes down, we have Justine and Sully's back, undeniably. Thank you to everyone who participated in the group chat. It was a lot of fun watching the episode with you all. Keep up with us at Lonely Loquate on Instagram and Twitter. DM us if you'd like to be featured on the show. We love responding to listeners' comments. We'll be back tomorrow night with more fresh Love Island content.